Hello. Hello, junkies. Hey, we're back. Yes, we told you we'd be back. About uh, three weeks, yeah? Yeah, about that. About that. Summer vacation, yeah. I guess. You know, life happens. Yeah, so um, we hope this finds you all well. We're kind of in a drought right now uh, that kind of ended today in uh, Connecticut. I've been yeah. having to actually water my lawn, and I, yep. I hate that. Yep. I hate using using uh, my my sources of what nature should be providing, <laughs> costing me money because yeah. I want my lawn to look good for once. Mine kind of died in the front because the town took our tree Oh, because it was dying. No shade anymore. So a lot of there's a lot of brown spots and... Now, time to up that water bill. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. The problems of homeowners. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Sucks. We, we're not homeowners. We're home moaners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Speaking of which, um, so uh, I went to see... Um, went to see The Cure. Yes, At yes. Madison Square Garden. waiting for this. Which was absolutely... Absolutely fantastic. Tell me everything. Well, what, what just reminded me of it was, um, so uh, a friend of mine was sitting a section over, and I'm like texting him. Uh, it's before the opening act even went on, and there's this really weird ambient music overhead. And uh, and uh, he's like, I think I have to leave because uh, 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 all this Borgin <laughs> is killing me. <laughs> I'm like, Bor-. he's like, oh, yeah, the organ. Like, oh, the Borgin. Um, but it was a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty interesting, uh, setup over there, but great show. Oh my God. Anything, I think anything I could have wanted to hear by the cure they played. Yeah. And I checked their set lists. They played a, a sold out show on, um, they did Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And I'm convinced that we had the best set list. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need to crack my beer. Um, I'm totally convinced that, uh, we got the best set list. They played um, Love Cats. They never play Love Cats. Wow. They preempted it with saying, like, here's something we really don't play. <laughs> wow, that's great. Mm, Gandhi Bot. Did it seem like, do you think this tour is, like, not necessarily like a farewell tour where they're just kind of giving it one more run? I think so. Yeah. Because they're playing almost three hours every night, very limited shows, and they're just... They're changing the set list completely every single night. If you go back to all the set lists, it's it's all different. So I kind of get the feeling that this is the last time I'm going to see them. Well, actually, it was the first and last time I'm going to see them. But um, honestly, if I never see them again, I was extremely happy with what I saw. Good. I could not have asked for a more perfect show. How was uh, Robert's voice? Great. Yeah. Great. Um, here's the thing, though. Where we were sitting, we were sitting right by the soundboard. Uh, so obviously we could see them on stage. They did have two big screens on either side of the stage. Mm. Um, but the, the camera, they were stationary cameras, uh, that were, that were positioned, uh, kind of off to the wings. Very weird. You did not see Robert Smith's face or anything on either of those big screens all night. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if that's a self-conscious thing or, or, you know, he wanted you to watch the stage and rather than the screens, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, but that that's where they were positioned. And a light show. I was so actually I was actually really happy sitting by the soundboard. Cause essentially you got four guys who aren't really moving around on stage. Mm-hmm. Um 
they're just performing the music. But the light show, if you're if you're far back to enjoy the entire light show, that was fantastic. And they had these high def screens with stuff, you know, as clear as day. I've never seen screens like this in my life. Like oh. you could, you know, there was like clouds going by, and you thought you were like looking at the sky. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was um, what was it four encores? They did, or three, yeah, three or four, four yeah. encores. That's awesome. I'll put I'll put the set list up on um, uh, on the on the uh, Facebook page. But I got to tell you, start to finish, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Nice, that's awesome. So very pleased with that. Very Ooh. pleased with that. Was um was there a known opening band? Like, uh, was they any? they were from Scotland. What was their name? Um, it escapes me right now, but I will look it up. Cool. I don't want to waste time going, um, 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 it was something weird. It was, it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, kind of like what those, those new alternative bands, you oh. know, uh, you know, kind of, kind of moody, but not in the same way. You like, you know, some of these bands, they want to be the cure now, but just nobody can be the cure. No, not even close. I think what else I saw, I saw since our last show, I saw Flight of the Concords at, uh, Port, at Port Chester. Yep. Uh, which was fantastic, and uh, oh, and then I was in Portland yeah, this yeah. weekend for Sleep and Wind Hand. Yes, awesome. Which we broke here first. People. Awesome. How were they live? Great. Yeah. Well, my wife did not like it. Really? <laughs> my wife did not like Wind Hand. She liked Sleep. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she, uh, you know, she. The way she put it was that all Wind Hand's stuff sounds the same. You know, it's kind of in that similar chord progression vein, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Windhand put her to sleep, and sleep woke her up, is Ooh. what she says. <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, I'll tell you something though. Um, that State Theater in Portland, yeah, uh, they can eat a dick. Why would happen? Oh my God! Now the place was packed, packed. It's set up very similar to College Street, mm-hmm. um, whereas there's the different levels, yeah. you know. So it's set up very like that. But actually, on the third level is great because there was a bar. So if you're nice. standing on the third le- level, that's where kind of we kind of hung. There's a bar right there. Because I don't need to be down front at a show like that, especially with all these sweaty, bearded men. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, 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 I couldn't deal with it. But the place was hot as fuck. Hot as fuck. Like, I don't think they believe in air conditioning at all. Um, and as the night progressed, the, the staff just rude. Really? The staff was really like, one girl, one girl, I, you know, Jen uh, saw go up to a, uh, Staff member is like is like it is hot in here. I am going to pass out. And the response from the staff member was, uh, "Then you can leave." <laughs> wow! Right? <laughs> like so, I don't know if that's a normal thing, but um, not very uh, 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 not very good to the fans. Hmm. I don't know if this is a kind of place that doesn't do metal shows that often. Maybe hmm. I don't know. I have to look their, at their schedule, but uh, we did not feel warmly welcomed. Uh, by the staff over at the State Theater in Portland, oh. Portland, Maine. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that was that. But great show otherwise. Okay, yeah. Great show otherwise. And I've never seen such a line for merch. Really? We walked in. Doors were at 7, show starting at 8. We walked in around 7.20 or so. The line was a mile long for merch. And so I told Jen, I says, well, you know, it's really hot in here. And, you know, so maybe, maybe as, as they approach the end of their set, maybe I'll run over the merchman, you know, grab a, grab a T-shirt or something. And the line all night 
the huh. line was so by the time I got up, like there was a lot of stuff that they I wanted that they didn't have any more of. That's good for the band. Yeah, yeah but I did I did get the tour poster, which apparently is one of six hundred. Nice. Um, they ran out of the patches. I would have liked a patch, but I did get a wind hand T-shirt and a sleep T-shirt. Nice. But uh, yeah, they made a shit ton of money on merch. I will tell you that. And I'm glad I wore your plugs because that was, well, you know, aside from Motorhead, that was probably yeah. one of the loudest shows I've ever been to. Oh. And a lot of feedback, you know, oh, with yeah, those yeah. weird frequencies that tickle your ear. Yeah, yeah. So, so happy I brought your plugs. Oh, man. Yeah, that's rough. So, is it a lot of shows in the last uh, few weeks? Yeah, sounds like a good time. Good time. So, what did I see? I saw. Um... I saw DRI last week. Oh, yes. I would have gone to that had it not been on a Wednesday night. Yeah, I um, I normally don't go to shows during the week, but I wanted to see them just because they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was good, man. It was packed. It was hot in there. You know how hot it is. At oh, Cherry yeah. Street. Cherry Street's just, always hot. It's just a mess. And um, I actually I spilled my drink on the merch table. <gasps> <laughs> I was that guy. Luckily, nothing got damaged. Um, someone bumped into me, man. You know, you know how tight oh, that oh, yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, um, <laughs> they sounded good. Yeah, they sounded excellent. You know, they played um, basically like the first four records. Because this is twice I've missed them now. Yeah, because I missed them at the outer space. Oh, they were there. Yeah, may, uh, last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yes, it was good. You know, it was um, I I didn't see any of the openers, so I couldn't really tell you about them. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, all in all, it was a good night. Oh, you missed uh, um, Black Noise Scam. I was actually I walked in when they were finishing. Gotcha. Yeah. Good guys. Yeah. Yep. So fun times, and I got a lot more shows coming up. We'll see what happens in the upcoming weeks. So I wanted to mention really quick, um, just so I don't forget. Um, check out the new show on Showtime. It's called Roadies. You oh, heard I heard of that? it, but I don't. I, I got to find a way to. Yeah. I got. I got to pirate it. <laughs> it's. Um, I don't know Showtime. It's Cameron Crow. Okay. It has a very almost famous feel to it. I saw an ad for it. But it's it's very it's a totally it's the complete opposite of what we're used to seeing. Uh-huh. You know, we're used to seeing a show about the band, right? And them on tour. This is everything behind the scenes. All the just the drama. It's just it's. I, th- I think you'll really like it. I think. And isn't um, is sex, drugs, and rock and roll going into its second season? Uh, this Thursday it starts. Because I haven't seen the yeah. first season. Oh, yet. Have you, you seen it? See it. Oh, it's so I good. think it's on Hulu. I'll have to catch up on that. It's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on okay. Netflix. I'll yep. have to check that out. Yeah, you'll like that. So much stuff just got added to Netflix. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Thor last night. Yeah. <laughs> when you sent me that link, I thought it was a joke at first. All right. So for those of you who don't know, that, yeah, there's a documentary on Netflix. It's called I Am Thor. And the description was like, bodybuilding rock star ma- making a comeback it was, I was like what is this so yeah sure enough there was this guy um he was a bodybuilder i mean he was like you know he was one of those guys who was on stage with like Lou Ferrigno you know the time when pumping iron was hot you know um but uh he had a a desire that he you know he, as a kid he always wanted to be a superhero and he wanted to entertain so he he was kind of like uh, started being like a variety performer. I think he was on one of the Merv Griffin shows. Uh, his big his big thing was uh, blowing up hot water bottles until they explode. Okay, <laughs> which looks like no easy task. Yeah. I I don't care to try it. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of like strongman stuff, bend, yeah. bending steel bars. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, cinder blocks, uh, breaking cinder blocks over uh, you know his chest and stuff like that. 
Uh, then he, uh, then he, uh, you know, was get wanted to start a band, you know, and and he became Thor. Like picture, like you remember the band Manowar? Yeah, kind of like that. Like you know, he came out on stage, you know, in his cape and no shirt, and you know, he's a bodybuilder, so he's ripped. Um, and you just and just s- songs about you know Nordic legend and. <laughs> What years were these? Is this the eighties or is it? Yeah, early late seventies, early eighties. Wow. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, uh, there was, uh, you know, he would show they they showed in the documentary covers of magazines where it would be like Dee Snider, Twisted Sister, or even Jeff Tate from Queensryche, and Thor's name is on is on the cover. Like they they were known. Huh. I've never heard of them. No, me neither. So, you know, they they were known, and then it became one of those things where it was supposed it was supposed to be Thor the band, but really Thor the guy is the one that everybody focused on. Uh, they were actually looked uh, at by Kiss's management uh, to to you know uh, they thought that that was the way to go because they he they wanted to make Thor like an Alice Cooper or a Kiss with a big stage show and everything else. Fascinating stuff. Huh. Um. Yeah, and then uh, and then he k- kind of got burnt out and went away, and he you know he kind of retired from music, and then he decides in like two thousand one or something that he wants to make a comeback, and they show him on a, all, going to all these festivals in Europe, and they love him like all those big like they like these yeah, yeah. these young kids know who Thor is, and it's just it's 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 actually you know I don't want to say it's a similar story to the Anvil one. But I'm sure that's one of the reasons why it kind of got the ball rolling as far as the documentary goes. But it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, one of the most fascinating, and this is going to be, I, I don't even care. This is spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> he produced a letter written to him, uh, signed by Jerry only, asking him to be the lead singer of the Misfits when Danzig uh, left. Really? Yes. Wow. He turned it down. He's like, I got my own thing going. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and they showed the letter, and there's Jerry. Everybody knows Jerry only signature. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So d- definitely check out that documentary. How did this guy slip by us? Yeah. It's it's, and his out. Al- he, he's got like you know five or six albums out. I'm gonna get those. Yeah. So you know he's probably in the dollar bin at yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know the record conventions. And now when I I might have passed over yeah, Thor a hundred yeah. times. Just probably thought it was something you know, it's, stupid. It's yeah. some it's some Chippendale looking dancer on the cover of an album with no shirt on. I was like, what's this? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know. So you never know. But uh, apparently, so I made a post on Facebook that I watched the documentary. It was great, and Flood commented on it. Apparently Thor, when he was on his beginning his comeback in like 2001, 2002, played the Newington Teen Center. <laughs> and uh, and uh, my, a friend of mine, Jen, has pictures from that show. She was there. Oh, wow. So after watching the d- documentary and then seeing her picture, I'm like, that's fucking amazing. Wow. Oh, man. I got to so, check this out. Yeah. That's a fun, that's a fun watch. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's So, great. yes, I am Thor. But I I found it actually a little bit more entertaining than the uh, Twisted Sister documentary. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely check it out. Ah, oh, so there's a couple, couple newsworthy stories. Um, mm-hmm. The first one I wanted to touch on was the um, uh, the Guns N' Roses Detroit kickoff. Yes. Um, I just want to point out that Axel took the stage three minutes early. It's funny you say that because uh, when we when we were waiting for Windhand to hit the stage the other night, uh, 
they started three three minutes to eight. And we said, oh, it must be taking a tip from Guns N' Roses. He hasn't been late in any of the ACDC shows or the first three shows that have been played so far. I like, think nowadays promoters aren't taking any shit. Yeah. So maybe he's also like, um, I just can't, I just can't do that anymore. Growing you know? up. Yeah. I'm an adult now. I'm he wants to get off stage at a reasonable hour yeah. and go to bed. They did say, um, they interviewed Allison Chains, front man who, um, they were opening the shows for mm-hmm. him. How he does still keep to himself backstage. Doesn't really talk to anyone or, well, I also you know. read that the lead singer of Allison Chains has yet to meet, Axel yeah. Rose, yep. and they've been, you know, this, they're like four shows in now. Yeah. Yep. But um, I have the set list. Um, oh, yeah. It's really, it's great. They, um, This is from June 23rd in Detroit, the kickoff. Um, it's So Easy, Mr. Brownstone, Chinese Democracy, Welcome to the Jungle, Double Talk and Jive, Estranged, very early in the set. Oh. Then into Live and Let Die, Rocket Queen, You Could Be Mine. You can't put your arms around a memory, the Johnny Thunders cover. Mm-hmm. Then Raw Power, Iggy and the Stooges. This I Love off of Chinese Democracy, Civil War, into Coma, which I'm guessing oh. is staying in the set. Then they do band intros and Slash does his Godfather guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Sweet Child O' Mine into Better, another Chinese Democracy track. Mm-hmm. Out to Get Me. Then they jam on some Pink Floyd into November Rain, Knocking on Heaven's Door, Night Train, and then their encore is Don't Cry, a cover of The Who's The Seeker, and they end with Paradise City. That's pretty. That's a badass set. Solid. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see them change it up a little from show to show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, solid. Yeah, it, it has been pretty similar um, for the first three shows. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of them might have changed. But um, I've never seen a strange play that early in the set. It's only and having a strange and coma yeah. in the same set. It's so crazy. Yeah, two very long songs. Yeah. Actually, that yeah, you know, and and combined with uh, uh, November Rain too. I mean, yeah. it's got to be over a two, two and a half hour show. It is. They started uh, at 9.45 and finished at 12.15 a.m. So, that, yeah, two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your money's worth. Yeah. I hope. If yeah. <laughs> it was $225 tickets. 40,000 fans wow. packed that arena. And that's, those tickets were not cheap. That's so much money. They're going to make so much money on this tour. Insane. That's it. They could pretty much do whatever they want after that. Yeah. They could have never done anything when they broke up and still probably it's true like lived a pretty decent lifestyle yeah yeah so if they were smart yeah oh so much news yeah what do you got uh just a couple a couple things to touch on uh apparently it is rumored um and i guess confirmed by a couple of band members that aerosmith are probably going to do a farewell tour come 2017 yes i feel that's a that's a right time and they also say that it'll probably last a few years yeah. yeah. Well, depending on how long they can all get along. Because yeah. I heard the interview with uh, Steven Tyler on Howard Stern. And, you know, although he never said it, you can hear the tone in his voice when he talks about his bandmates. Yeah. So there is definitely some tension there. Uh, but you know what? If they can get it together and go out for one one last hurrah, you know, good for them. 
I've seen them so many times. I'm not even. I've seen interested. them twice. I think I saw them with Run DMC. Oh no shit! Yeah, oh. They did walk this way together. That would have been cool. Yeah, Jones Beach. Yeah, so maybe a, a farewell show is coming. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Not too many bands nowadays are uh, announcing farewell shows. Uh, Led Zeppelin. Yes. Found not guilty of plagiarism. So, oh, you, oh, <laughs> tell me, tell me, what do you well, have? No, I just, I just, I just want your opinion on. Um, okay, how many songs have we heard that are very similar to other songs? You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much you can do with these. 12 basic guitar chords. Well, exactly. You know, and and I heard a I can't even remember what. I heard a, a new song a few weeks ago and I was like uh it's like that just sounds just like one of my gasoline therapy songs. And here's a band who has clearly never heard yeah. gasoline therapy, but the riff and the chord progression was all like, you know, my my father used to say this all the time. He's like you know, there's only so many chords. There's only so many ways you could put them together. Things are going to sound similar. But I think what's happening now is, is all these lawsuits are starting to set a precedence. Like, do you remember, uh, was it last year or the year before, Tom Petty won for... Um, stay With Me, Sam Smith. Sam right? Smith's Stay With Me sounded like uh, Won't I Back Down. Which I, I I think it's bullshit, and I, I kind of heard it, yeah. but you know, yeah. I mean, what, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's it that that was a little bit a, a little bit further apart than um, uh, what's it? Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines, which mm-hmm. was clearly a ripoff of uh, um, uh, Marvin Gaye's yeah. uh, tune. But this is, I think, this is going to start happening, and you know, it, it's a shame because I think it's I think it's going to stammer creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, do you hear there's an app now? I think there's an app now where you can put in your song and it will scan copyrighted music to see if there's anything close to it. Oh, wow. This is what it's come to. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's, I think that's terrible. Wow. That's insane. I think if things sound similar, okay. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, look at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, John Fogarty. Yeah put on the stand for plagiarizing himself, you know, because he wrote a song that sounded too much like a Credence song and Credence sued him. <laughs> right? Does it make sense? No. No. So I don't I don't know. I, I, I feel that this is going to be a be bad for business. But but I think them being found not guilty is good for the industry. You got to also realize that Zeppelin is heavily based in blues like you know, southern. Right. You know, most of their songs are or well established yeah. blues progressions. Exactly. Yes. Not, they didn't hide any of that, right? So, so you know, yep. So that's it. Um, they uh, the jury only deliberated for a half an hour after hearing both songs for the last time, and turned in their not guilty verdict. Hmm. Interesting. There it is, man. Well, good for them, I guess. <laughs> but they don't have they don't have to pay that other guy's estate or whatever it is. Nope. Or, yeah. Did you see the um 
the Prince tributes that were done at the BET Awards. I did not. I have to get on YouTube and watch those. I heard they were great. They are phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, just a couple highlights. Um, Stevie Wonder did um, Take Me With You from Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, Maxwell did an amazing version of Nothing Compares to You. Nice. He was on the floor, like, rolling around like Prince. Um, Jennifer Hudson did Purple Rain, mm-hmm. and I don't think I have ever heard it sound that good. Yeah. She was amazing. The highlight, though, was um, Sheila E. came out to close the show. Yep. And did um, You Got the Look, Erotic City, and Let's Go Crazy. Nice. With, her, with um, all members of, all former members of Prince's bands. That's cool. So, if you get a chance. I definitely uh, have to watch yeah, that on YouTube. definitely YouTube that. It's amazing. Very cool. So, yeah. Hey, going back real quick to, like, uh, um, music law, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this thing existed. Have you heard of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act? No. I'm going to read this to you. It's a little it's a little long, but, uh, but it, it, it explains it better than I can. Okay. Um, so bands like Pearl Jam, Linkin Park, Trent Reznor, Paul McCartney, Jack White, um, they are a few of the names that have lent their support to a petition asking for the reform of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. So now what is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act? Uh, it was signed into law by President Bill Clinton back in 1998 with the goal of updating copyright laws for the digital age. So um, basically, it's trying to, uh, to, to, to kind of evolve with the way music is going. Um, so in the years since uh, the DCMA was signed into law, we've seen the birth of YouTube and streaming services that have become more common ways for music lovers to get their music. In a petition signed by over 150 artists across many genres, it stated that the artists signing feel that the system is broken and no longer works for creators, meaning the bands. The petition adds it has allowed major tech companies to grow and generate huge profits by creating ease of use for consumers to carry almost every recorded song in history in their pocket via smartphone while songwriters and artists' earnings continue to diminish. Hmm. So, uh, you know, it comes down to, to money. And I got to say, I, I, I thought long and hard about this because, you, you know, you know I use Spotify and you know how I use it and how I use Spotify and other streaming services is not um, good for artists. Yeah, I'm the same way. Is not good for artists. However, with that said, I feel that if we can get back to artists getting paid what they're worth and, and uh, uh, trimming some of the fat, I think more and more better music is is going to be upon us because I got to tell you, everybody's like, oh, you know, we're in a time where some of the greatest music is being put out. I don't know if I agree with that. I think a lot of music is being put out and a lot of music is crap and and very, very little of it is is quality. And I think that that comes down to it's too easy for people to. um, Uh too easy for people to put music out there right now. Uh, and I also think that, let's see how I could word this properly. Um, I think record companies are too quick to now sign like the hot YouTube artist mm-hmm. because, 
and and I think it's easy for the record companies to do that if they're in fact paying them pennies. You start paying artists what they're worth. I think you're going to start getting better music. You know, what do yeah. you think? What do you think about that? No, I agree. Um, yeah, this whole the whole YouTube supply and demand. And yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I Jen and I watch uh, Jimmy Fallon weekly. Mm, yep, and you. He has artists on almost yeah. every night, and I don't know how who half these people are. Nope. And then uh, week weeks weeks go by, I still don't know who they are. Um, sometimes I'm exposed to good stuff, but I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I was gonna say very rarely like a band will catch on from you know one of those performances. And the bands that I that I do like that are putting out stuff are most of the bands that were putting out stuff I liked 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Like the new Chili Peppers. I'm not a fan of the Chili Peppers, but that new Chili Peppers yeah. is sick. Yeah, you got to listen to it. I did. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's just, it's 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 happening. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I probably just went on a meaningless ramble that yeah. made no sense, but uh, I don't know. I'm just a fan of quality music, and if, if paying artists what they're worth is going to put out more quality music, then I'm all for it. When did it all go wrong? People started paying. People stopped paying for stuff. People... Um, it's the sense of entitlement that um, every kid thinks they should get all the music for free. Yep. You know, why do I take advantage of it? Because it's there. I mean, come on. I mean, I could be one of those guys who would be like, all right, I am going to go to the CD store and I am going to buy the CD and I am going to, uh, uh, you know, support support these artists and, and buy the physical CD. You know, then I open my wallet and I'm like, you know what? I got to put gas in the car. You know what? I need new brakes or whatever. Oh, it's streaming on Spotify? I'll just listen to it there. Yep. I yeah. do it because it's easy. Yep. You know? Am I an asshole for it? Maybe. <laughs> I do it because it's there. You know? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree 100%. Am I hurting the system? Yeah. Am I a fucking hypocrite? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At least we can admit it. I'm going to get off this rant. <laughs> it's going nowhere. Ants rants. Just fast forward through that whole <laughs> fucking diatribe. Oh, man. Oh, let's see. I had a couple more things. Yeah, we both, we, we had a lot of the same stuff, so we covered um, everything I have. Here's, um, here's something that slipped under my radar, and I don't know if it slipped under your radar. Do you know about this Chicago Open Air Festival? Oh, holy shit. How, I don't know how this slipped me by. It's Chicago's Open Air Festival in Bridgeview, Illinois. It's Friday, July 15th to Sunday, July 17th. And they had announced some of the bands, but they uh, announced the order in which the bands are playing each day. You ready for this? Yep. All right, there's two stages. Okay. Day one, Friday, July 15th. Uh, on the second stage, you have Through Fire... Butcher Babies, Drowning Pool, uh, Periphery, I believe it is, Hate Breed, Devil Wears Prada, and Meshuga. On the main stage that same day, you've got Trivium, Hollywood and Dead, In This Moment, Of Mice and Men, Ministry, Chevelle, and Ramstein. Wow. Day two. On the second stage, uh, City of the Week, Silver Snakes, Beartooth, Miss May I, Carcass, Deaf Heaven, and Gojira. And Deaf Heaven, I'm pretty sure I just saw it at Cafe Nine. Oh, that was the Dead Heavens. Oh, oh, de oh, dead. We that played them dead on Heaven. here before. Deaf Heaven, yes. Yeah, we they, have. they opened for Anthrax. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. 
Um, on the main stage that day, uh, Saint, Asonia, Nothing More, Helmet, Pop Evil, Alter Bridge, Breaking Benjamin, Corn, and Disturbed. That's aside from Helmet, I kind of missed that stage, but yeah. uh, um, so that was uh, all of day two, uh, and day three, Sunday. July 17th, on the second stage, you have Gemini Syndrome, a pot of building up upon a burning body. We came as Romans, let live, corrosion of conformity, baby metal, and kill switch engage. Wow. Right? On the main stage on the last day is Jim Brewer and the Loud and Rowdy, All That Remains, Asking Alexandra, uh, Bullet for My Valentine, Marilyn Manson, Five Finger Death Punch, and Slipknot. Solid shows. Yeah. There's a few in there that I don't care to see, but good lineup. And that's happening Friday, July 15th to Sunday, July 17th uh, in Bridgeview, Illinois. Nice. Yeah. It's a pretty badass festival. It's a badass festival. <clears throat> Aren't um, Slipknot and Marilyn Manson on tour this summer? Mm -hmm. They are. <clears throat> I think I had one or two other items here. Did you hear about... The supposedly never before heard Nirvana tracks. I saw the article. I didn't click on it yet. Here's the uh, here's the lowdown. Um, according to Alternative Nation, a fan purchased an original Nirvana reel on eBay, and the reel included seven songs from what was dubbed the Pachyderm uh, Sessions. Spelled P A C H Y D E R, the Packy Pack Packy Derm sessions. The songs were reportedly recorded on February fifteenth, nineteen ninety three, and among the seven tracks on the reel are two versions of the song "Dumb," one of which is acoustic. Three versions of "Marigold," uh, two of which are instrumental, and one with a cello, and two previously unre unreleased tracks. Uh, one of the songs. Is, is titled Dave Solo. Uh, the instrumental clocks in under two minutes and features a mix of high-energy guitars, drums, and a healthy dose of distortion, all reportedly created by Dave Grohl. Uh, the second track um, is Lullaby, and it appears to be more experimental effort with chaotic keyboard lines and a monster-like beat that appears as though the guys were just messing around a bit. One interesting note about Lullaby is a comment on the track that list uh, on the track listing. So there's actually notes with it uh, that suggests it was Kurt playing drums. So which has been known to happen in the studio. People yeah. get behind the kit and stuff. But uh, those songs, you are they are available online if you want to go check it out. I listen to it, and you know they they look like they sound like rough demos. Um, but uh, who knows? Maybe Dave Grohl may comment on it soon. Yeah, hopefully sounds pretty cool. I was you know I was hoping there'd be there'd be some vault. Nirvana stuff, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, especially after all this time, especially now that Dave Grohl is kind of getting along with Courtney Love, yeah. supposedly. So maybe we'd get some, uh, some more music. We'll have to see what happens in the upcoming weeks. Yeah. That's it for me. Yeah. Slow summer so far. Yeah. Slow, slow with the news. It's a weird summer. <laughs> Just a weird summer overall. It's a Feels like it's going by way too fast already. I mean... Just a few weeks, we're going to be in July. Yeah, seriously. No, this Friday will be in July. Oh, shit. This Friday. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be the 4th of July on Monday. Yeah. Damn. Woo! We got top five, though. Yeah. Top five punk album. Yes. 
All right, we have an email. Where are you, email? Got an email from Dave. Sweet. All right, Dave's top five punk albums. Number five, Road to Ruin by the Ramones. Number four, Let's Face It by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Number three, London Calling from The Clash. Number two, Social Distortions, Social Distortion. And Dave has a tie for number one with both the Ramones, the Ramones, and Local Live from the Ramones. Good choices. I think it's a solid list. Yeah, like it. One thing I discovered as I was working on my list, I was going through my CD collection, I was going through my album collection, and I don't think I grew up listening to a lot of quote-unquote punk. <laughs> There's certain things that are in there, you know. Obviously, I have, you know the the Ramones and stuff like that. But as far as like deep punk stuff, yeah. uh, I think my wife was a little more into it. Nice, you know, because I didn't get into bands like um, uh, like Minor Threat and stuff like that until like much later. Yeah, you I was know? the same way. Yeah. So, um, so I created the stuff that you know the stuff that that I did listen to as far as punk stuff goes. I don't have any honorable mentions, although I started thinking about like. The definition of punk, and mm-hmm. you know, and and at times I, my list changed. Like in t- at times I did have some Joan Jett on there. At times I also did have some some Anthrax on there because although it's a thrash band, there's a lot of think a lot of punk influence in Anthrax. Yeah. So you know, I went with the, the intent that um, of, of punk being an attitude. But I think my final top five. There's no question that these are top five punk albums. So my number five, uh, Damaged. By Black Flag, nice. Because anything you think of by Black, almost everything you think of by Black Flag is on that album. Six Packs on there, TV Parties on there, um, good album. And I mean, you can't, uh, you know, as far as a punk rock lineup goes, you got Henry Rollins, you got uh, Des Kadena on uh, on guitar there, you got Robo on drums, yeah, good stuff. My number four was London Calling by The Clash. <laughs> Good album. You could put that album on in, in any situation. As a matter of fact, when Jen and I were in Portland, um, one of the brewers we went to just had that album on. You know, and I was like, "Hey, this is an album you could put on anywhere, any yeah. situation." You got London Calling on there. You got brand new Cadillac on there. Lost in the Supermarket, Death or Glory, all good stuff. Uh, my number three, very similar to Dave's list, was uh, Social Distortions. Social Distortion. I mean, what a what an album. Uh, you got uh, Story of My Life on there, uh, their cover of Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. You got Ball and Chain on there. She's a Knockout, uh, Let It Be Me, all Sick Boys, all good stuff. Uh, my number two is a tie because these two albums came out pretty close together, and I was absorbed by them at this time. Uh, my number two is uh, American Psycho and... Um, Famous Monsters by the Misfits. Nice. Both um, Michael Graves era Misfits. I love those albums. I, I listen to them from front to back all the time. I sing along. They're fun albums. I, I can't get enough of them. And my number one, I was a little hesitant to put on the list as number one uh, because it's a best of. But when you can't pick one, you pick a best of. And so it is a summary uh, by The Descendants. Oh, okay. Nice. It's the best of. It compiles songs from uh, their Fat EP, uh, Milo Goes to College, I Don't Want to Grow Up, Enjoy, and All. Nice. And I, 
love that album. It's just you know great snippets off of all those albums in one collection. Yeah, uh, and that was kind of my introduction to the, the Descendants anyway, who I love, and actually I have their new song that I'm going to play uh, in a little bit. But uh, great compilation of you know for a best of. Nice. So um, <clears throat> I also um, excuse me, I don't have any honorable mentions. There were just too many. Um, you know, everything from the Misfits to the Dead Boys and everything in between. But my top five, uh, my number five, I put the uh, the first release by the New York Dolls um, because it's not necessarily a punk record to me, but more like you were saying, the attitude. Mm-hmm. This was kind of pre-punk and I think kind of set the bar for everything that came out after it. So that's my number five. My number four is the self-titled release by The Clash. Mm-hmm. Um it opens with Janie Jones. Yeah. Can't beat it. My number three is um, it's the self-titled release by Operation Ivy. But it also it's it's basically all three of their records that they put out on one gotcha. album, their whole catalog. I love that band. They're one of my favorite bands. Um, um, most of you probably know <clears throat> Tim Armstrong and Matt um, Freeman, I think his name is, went on mm-hmm. to form Rancid. Yep. Uh, my number two is the self-titled release by the Ramones. Um, I mean, top to bottom, I really don't have to explain it to you. That's like the uh, <laughs> the cornerstone. Yeah, I mean, the, come on. Uh, and my number one is because I'm such a huge fan. I put um, "London Calling" by the Clash. Nice. Um, that record, I, I can I never skip a song on it. I like you said, you could play it anywhere. It's just such a brilliant album. It's such a great message and it just it just kicks ass man i love it mm-hmm. so that's my top five nice so all three lists uh this week had london calling on yeah it. i mean he's he, hey you get you know when something's solid it's solid yeah and people recognize it very cool very cool so thank you uh dave for that uh what do we want to do for next show al so next show we uh we had a brief discussion and since we are at the midpoint of the year we want you to send us your top five albums of 2016 so far. Yeah, first half of yeah. 2016. Some good stuff has, yeah. uh, has come out. Uh, I'm absorbing the new um, uh, Scorpion Child right now. Oh, nice, nice. Which is great. I have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, a lot of great stuff has come out this year. Very so cool. So we might have to dig a little in. Yeah. Maybe we'll play some tracks off them uh, yeah. too, so you know th- those who haven't heard them can uh, absorb them yeah, as well. But absolutely, uh, yeah, new Scorpion Child is pretty sick. Nice. So yeah, send us those and send us whatever else you want. I noticed um, we had a um, one of our new likes was from Brazil. Oh, nice! Day, so Excellent. Shout out to Brazil. Yeah. They love the rock and roll. They do. They do. Thank you guys. Um, so keeping in, uh, in, in line with, uh, our punk rock topic, I have the brand new song, uh, from the descendants nice. and I got to tell you, I was a little worried. I'm very happy, very happy with the, uh, 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 the, 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 the <laughs> I'm very happy with this song. Sounds like it. <laughs> the song is called, uh, victim of me. And it is off the new album, Hypercafium Spazinate. Okay. Uh, due out July 29th, 2016. If you are a fan of Descendants, if you are a fan of, you know, 
classic Descendants. I think that you will be very happy with this. You know, it did not disappoint. I was like, this, yes, this sounds like old Descendants. So check it out. It's Victim of Me. I think it's pretty awesome, and I hope you do too. Nobody has a bass that sounds like that. Dude, that was great. Right? That could have come out like 25 years exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Because I got to be honest with you. I saw that Heart is releasing a new album, mm-hmm. and I listened to the first track, which is the only thing available on iTunes right now. It's not good. No. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know, their voices sound great. I, I don't think it's a good song, and I don't think it's well-recorded, but that's just me. And, you know, I, I love heart. I'm going to see them, you know, in next month or so. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, some bands who don't record for a while, you get worried. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I heard this, I'm like, this is going to be a good album. So I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the rest when it comes out on July 29th. New nice. Descendants. Hypercafium Spazinate. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, and I have one more song for you because we are both fans of Gojira. Yes. Have you heard the new album? No, not yet. All right. The new album is called Magma. It was released on June 17th. I've listened through it a couple of times. I don't, you know, I don't think it's my favorite Gojira album. There are some gems on there. Um, some of it is a little redundant. Some of it is a little moody. Some of it isn't as hard hitting as their first couple of albums. Um, Maybe they're experimenting a little, but uh, this is a standout track. This is actually the one that they've been playing on the radio a lot. Uh, I'm going to play is the song Stranded. Uh, again, uh, it's Gojira. The new album is called Magma. It was It is out right now. So check out this song and let me know what you think. It's called Stranded.
Gojira. So badass. I love that whammy pedal. I'm so glad I got to see them live. I'm gonna I I'd love to see them again. Yeah. I can't wait. Um but yeah, so that was the first uh single, I guess you'd say, off of uh off the album that was called Stranded. Take a listen to the other uh, rest of the album. Let me know what you think. Cause um I, I like it. I don't I don't not like it, but I don't think it's uh, up to par with some of the stuff some of the reasons why I like their first couple of albums. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Give that a shot. Give that a shot. Cool. So yeah, I think that's it. I think that's about it. We're going heading into uh the uh fourth of July weekend. I'm trying to think, do I have anything happening until our next show? I don't think so. I am playing a um Let's see. I am playing a uh, a small, intimate show uh, in the Outer Space Ballroom on July 10th. I am playing bass for a group called Lucy's Neighbor. Isn't that funny? That's weird. <laughs> we were in a band called Sweet Lucy, yeah. and, I, and I'm, pl- I'm, I'm playing bass for a project called uh, Lucy's Neighbor. Um, so I recorded uh, bass for uh, this group's album, um, couple years ago and the guys decided they want to have a one-off show uh most of you know the couple of guys uh they're in their 50s you know and you know they don't they don't really play out that much they just wanted to do some recording but they wanted to kind of do a a showcase um so we're doing i think a 10 song set uh we're doing some covers we're doing some uh some monkeys some david bowie some psychedelic furs and actually and the originals are kind of along those veins too uh, it's a nice early show for uh, us old folks. Uh, uh, it's on Sunday, uh, July tenth, four p.m. Wow, nice! At the uh, in the outer space ballroom, it is free. Nice. Uh, we have an acoustic opener, and we're just gonna we're just gonna hang out. Whoever comes comes. We're just we're just uh, we're just doing it for uh, for the fun. Sounds like fun. And then uh, gasoline therapy will be having their CD release yes. party. On Friday, July fifteenth, at thirty three Golden Street in New London. Nice. And honestly, you better come see us at that date because I don't know when the next time we're going to be doing the show is. <laughs> My drummer's having a baby, and oh, really? it's yeah. really hard to get the five of us in the same room, even for practice. Oh wow! So, um, we're coming up on our ten year anniversary next year. Nice. And. uh uh, and I, I don't, I don't want to speak too soon, but uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a lot. We might hit our ten year anniversary and then take quite a bit of time off. <laughs> so, did you guys decide if you're going to uh, press any vinyl? Uh, we're not pressing vinyl at this time. Okay. We're just going with a super long CD. I think it's fourteen songs. Nice. It's basically everything that we still play from our nine year. Uh, uh, rain. That's great. Uh, because we've never released a full length album yeah, yeah. in nine years. So we said, let's record everything that we still play that we're still proud of. Um, and we just we left off the you know the stuff we really don't you know you know that we don't uh, care for anymore. Um, and yeah, we came out the album. It's going to be called Judas Goat. Uh, Jake, our guitar player, did the artwork. And uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, it'll all be pressed in time for the show. <laughs> nice. The time is running out. Oh. <laughs> cool. So for next show, uh, which may be in two weeks, maybe in three weeks, we don't say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, send us your top five uh, favorite albums from 2016 so far. We are exactly halfway uh, done with the year. 
So a lot of good stuff has come out. We'd like to hear what you are listening to. Yes, let us know. And that's it for me. That's it. And that's um, it for Al. So we will we'll see you soon, junkies. Uh, be well. Peace out.